Freakish History takes a deep dive into stranger-than-fiction historical events and plops the listener down in the middle of the bizarre and compelling action. In Season 1, we head to Cleveland, Ohio for the Tencent Beer Night Riot of 1974. Welcome to Heading for Home, a Tencent Beer Night Odyssey. I'm Eric Olson. Every year, the media celebrate the anniversary of the Tencent Beer Night Riot of 1974 at Cleveland Stadium. Fans, awash in cheap beer, streaked, chanted obscenities, pelted the players with everything from hot dogs to explosives, then charged the field and brawled viciously with the visiting Texas Rangers and their own home team Indians. This is that story. There was aggression in the air before the game even started. She shrieked and disappeared beneath him. With surprising agility, her beefy husband hopped up over the back of his seat onto the row behind him, yanked the thin guy up off his wife, and tossed him at the vendor, sending even more beer The Indians got behind early, and the mood was explosive. Designated hitter Grieve settled in the batter's box and promptly set a majestic blast over the center field fence for a home run. As Grieve crossed home plate for the first run of the game, a single profound explosion thundered in the stands on the first base side behind the Indians' dugout. A streaker took to the base paths. A completely naked man ran onto the field and slid into second base, stealing the thunder from Greaves second homer. Though chippy, the crowd was also creative and expressive. There was a family of mooners. A pair of fans bounded onto the field and dashed into fair territory in right field. The pair stopped, dropped their pants, bent over, and with the uniformity of synchronized swimmers, rotated 360 degrees, making sure the entire stadium equally shared in the glories of their double moon salute. As the tribe fell into a five to one hole and the alcohol took hold, stadium announcer Bob Kiefer pled for sanity. Ladies and gentlemen, the Indians players and management request that you stop throwing things and stop running onto the field. Thank you for your cooperation. The field looked like a perverse circus with fans bounding onto it from all corners of the stadium, some doing somersaults and cartwheels, some dancing. Loons in left field were still trying to pull the padding off the wall as the grounds crew, brooms in hand, poked and shooed at them like they were a pack of raccoons rooting through the trash. Act! The beer ran out! Attention guests! All concession stands have run out of beer. Just kidding. However, beer may still be obtained from the trucks on the far side of the outfield fence. Despite the drunken streaker's destruction and explosions, the Indians were on the verge of a huge comeback. He reached back and spun a curve up to the plate. Ashby connected late off the end of the bat and sent a squipper toward Larry Brown at third, who charged and grabbed it cleanly, but had no place to go with the throw. Crosby dashed to third, Torres to second, and young Ashby stood on first with what the young man moved like a spy in a cartoon, crouching low, stepping high, tiptoeing his way across the field toward Burrow. The dam burst. Oh, this is an absolute tragedy. Absolute tragedy. I've been in this business for over 20 years, and I have never seen anything as disgusting as this. I haven't either. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? The Indians team and management request 
that you clear the field of play immediately. Thank you. Don't miss Heading for Home, season one of Freakish History, the bizarre true tale of the 10-cent beer night riot at Cleveland Stadium in 1974.